this episode, we recap the Mets series, talk about the draft, preview the next series against the Phillies, give our Cubs first half awards, and talk about the trade deadline. We are back here on the Cubs Win podcast. We've had our all-star break, but Cubs play tonight, so we are, of course, back, and we've got a lot to talk about today, but first... We'll get through the boring stuff, which would be the Cubs playing baseball. So, yes. Start out with the Mets here. And they lost three out of four. Um, not really much to talk about for the first game. Doubleheader, both games went into extras. And Michael Givens was charged with both losses that day. And he did even not though give he up didn't even give up a run. run. Yes. That's just insane. Uh, the Cubs aren't clutch, so didn't win any of those games. But they win fourth game, which was the day before the All Star break. Um, all right. Did they? Even... <gasps> yes. Trying to remember how this went. What are we trying to remember? I don't even think the Cubs got an extra base hit this game. Which game? Uh, the one we won. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't watch the game. Or listen to the game. Um, <laughs> I had a baseball game that day, so I didn't stick around to pay attention to the details. The good news was about this series is that Marcus Stroman did not get blown up as we... Kind of expect. Oh yeah. He actually pitched well. He lost. Actually, he didn't lose, but yeah. He didn't give up. up. He like dominated the Mets actually. Yeah, he, he gave up one him. hit, one run, like yeah, six strikeouts through four innings. Yeah, and they lost in extra innings. Yeah. So, just, at least they didn't blow him up there. So that's good. Uh, oh, yeah, the final game we won because Nico Horner got an RBI base hit to drive in Contreras in the bottom of the eighth inning that put the Cubs up 3-2. to two. And pitching, I think Robertson. Yeah, Robertson got the save. So the Cubs actually won a game that series, so that's nice. And that brought us into the All-Star break, which... Actually, that brought us to the draft because that was the day before the All-Star break. And Cubs had an interesting release. I think everybody everybody was expecting them to take one of the top names in the draft, in the top ten, but... But they did not. Instead, the Cubs decided to fill... Seemingly one of only two holes really left in the entire system. The Cubs have yeah. many outfielders. They have Owen Casey, Kevin Alcantara, Brendan Davis, Pete Crow Armstrong, guys that I listed that are all in the top ten prospects. Then they have guys like you know, Hendrick Pinego and um, probably some other guy I'm not thinking of. And then they have the guy at the major league level. His name is... Um, What's his name? Came up when Hayward was hurt. He had a home run. Nelson Velasquez. Velasquez. They have him. 
So yeah, the Cubs are set in the outfield, same in the infield. The Cubs have Triantos at third, or no, not third, at second. They have Christian Hernandez, Reginald Preciado, Ed Howard is hurt, but he's still there. They have those guys in the middle infield. They have Matt Mervis at first base, who kind of came out of nowhere. They have Nico at the major league level. So they're set, it seems, in the infield and the outfield. They're just, they're overflowing with outfield prospects, especially. Especially like Alexander Canario, who in most systems would probably be a good prospect to keep an eye on, but in the Cubs system, because it's so just stocked with talent, you just... Mm-hmm. He's kind of a, uh, an afterthought. So the Cubs decided that they looked at their system and they thought, okay, well, we're good there. Where we're really lacking in talent is pitching and catching. And they have some pitching. They have Killian, yeah. Hertz, Wicks, um, Jensen, Franklin. And after that, it kind of gets a little thin. You know, it, it, there's not as much depth there as I think they would like. And um, so they decided for this draft to draft literally all pitchers. They drafted, I think, how many position players? Like two? Uh, four. Yeah, it's in how many rounds? 20. Yeah, so they, they drafted 16 pitchers. And their 16 first two pitchers, two of them, only, only two of them being lefties. Yes. So what have you with the righties? Um, yes, their, their first pick, Cade Horton, was very... Weird, high upside, uh, high risk. Yeah. Jackson Ferris, their second round pick. It was I can thought see. that Cade Horton was kind of like the Cubs saying, all right, we're going to save money for the second round. And that's yes. what they did because they drafted Jackson Ferris. And I, a Ferris, Ferris is probably my favorite pitcher out of this whole draft class. So I'm glad we got him. Yeah, he was a top 20 prospect on the 250 board, the, you know, the best yeah. prospects. Best 250 draft prospects. He was a top. He was like 19. I think he yeah. was ranked 19. So they drafted 16 pitchers. First two guys that they took on day one were pitchers. And after this draft, we can't go through all of the players. But after this draft, it's like, all right, well, the Cubs have filled their pitching depth right now. They can always improve that. One of those pitchers being Mark McGuire's son. Yeah. Yes, that was interesting. Because like, what if that guy makes it to Wrigley, and then you have Mark McGuire in the press box watching his son wearing a Cubs hat? Yeah, that'd be very weird. I kind of hope he has a debut at Wrigley just for that. Yeah, I kind of hope he makes like one start, and it goes well, and then McGuire's there. That's what I hope. And then like we just never see him again. I don't know. Um, yeah. So. Um, you can never have too much pitching. The Cubs got a lot of depth in this draft, and I think now the only real weakness in the system is catching. And yeah. Miguel Amaya was recently activated by the Smokies after recovering from an injury and doing well, uh, rehabbing down in um, Arizona in the AZL, the Arizona League. So he's back. He's the 13th ranked prospect in the Cubs system, but they probably still need, you know, more catching depth because they're going to trade Contreras. And as we We talked about in the episode about the trade deadline with Jack Rose, we were talking about how you could trade Contreras 
to the Padres and take yeah, on Eric be, Hosmer's contract. And get, be coming up as soon as we finish talking about Philly series. Yeah, you could get um, Canty Sano back in the trade. Or we you did. could throw in Contreras and Hack. I don't know. We did drop the catcher in the 15th round. He's kind of an interesting take there. I'm not really sure about his defensive abilities, but I know in 163 college games, he hit 75 home runs. So, something to look at. That's good news. Probably say my favorite picks from this draft would be Ferris, Mule, Hole. Rujano. Who's that other guy? I don't know. I forget. We drafted some pretty decent. We seem to go for a lot of high risers and um, high velocity and spin rate guys, which is good because, you know, the last. God knows how long, six years, velocity has been the Cubs pitching. It's always just everything. We've had everything controlled except velocity, so it's nice to get some hard throwers now. Hmm. Indeed. Um... Let's see. Is that all we have for the draft? I think so, unless... I mean, we're not going to go into ev- every pick. So, yeah. Okay. So, I so, Okay. Uh, I guess let's talk about Wilson Contreras. Ian Happ played in the All-Star game. Contreras reached on an error, and Happ walked. So, so eventful so. stuff. Yeah. Final Interesting fact. Three to two. Probably the worst All-Star game ever. Yep. Nationals didn't get lost. one hit after the first inning. Was it? Yeah. Um, it's uh, Nationals lost nine in a row, and ever since they let the Brewers join the NL, we've lost twenty of twenty-four. So, it makes sense. Yeah. It's They're never gonna sense. win again, are they? Probably not as long as I'm alive. Yeah, I don't see it happening. It's weird because you feel like they could. They just don't. Yeah. They had a 2 nothing lead. <laughs> they had a 2 nothing lead. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Um, now we can do Cubs first half awards. This will be a lot of Nico Horner. Well, just to kind of prevent people from getting more than one award, I just went very specific with it, like best hitter. Mm-hmm. You, I went with Contreras, but you could argue half as well. I you would know, argue... Too. Yeah, I guess I'd have to say Contreras. Even though he's, doing bad Even though he's in a deep slump. Yeah. And in games where the Cubs aren't blowing people out, he's hitting like 200 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, best starter this year, best starting pitcher, I went with Justin Steele. 
Okay. I'd go with Keegan Thompson. Oh, another thing. Let me find this. Okay, so I found this on Twitter earlier. It says, Justin Seal is 21 four-seam fastballs away from history. He is second all-time in most four-seamers thrown without giving up a homer on that pitch in the pitch tracking era. He is at 786 this year, and the record is in 2010, which belongs to Heath Bell, who flew 807. So, so basically, so basically, Justin Steele just has to not give up a home run on a fastball for 21 pitches. Yes. Not and a lot. That, he could do it. Yeah. I mean, he, a batter he's, sees a fastball pretty much one time they're at bat, so he typically faces like one people a day. So... Yeah. Actually, I'm trying to think. Yeah, he probably faces, like, on a good outing, he'll face close to 21 people. Maybe he'll face 20. Um, so, yeah. I mean, he could do it in one probably, day. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably, I don't know. I know he's fastball primary, so he may throw, like, three per at bat. Two yeah. or three. So, could be that record, could see that record be broken tonight as I face off the Phillies, but we'll get to that after the awards. I doubt many people are going to notice that, but... I'll, I'll keep count. I'll look on Baseball Savant and keep track of his four scenes. Actually, just watch the game. It's, he's just fastball breaking ball. He, he only throws one fastball or hard pitch, which would be his fastball. So, we'll be looking out for that tonight. Um, best reliever, I think Scott F. House would be a pretty obvious choice here. Fairly obvious. Um, yeah. Yeah. Scott F. Ross. The most obvious one, best fielder, Nico Horner. Yes. I don't think anybody's going to argue on that. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue any different. And most improved, I went with Ian Happ. That's fair. Yes, and he went from being average last year to being an all-star this year. So, mm-hmm. and breakout player Keegan Thompson. I saw on base average has dropped a hundred and five points. Which is the fifth most in baseball in the last two weeks. And then I think his... I forget what the other stat was. But yeah, it's just been been in a slump lately. Yeah. But he's still doing good all around this year. Uh, breakout player was Keegan Thompson as well. Yes. Okay, I agree. Okay, so I guess that's it for uh, awards. So I guess we can move on to the Phillies. In Philadelphia, first pitch is about a half hour. It'll be on Apple TV tonight, so it's bullshit. 
we're going to lose, in other words. Yeah. Justin Steele versus Kyle Gibson. Who's Kyle Gibson? Is he good? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Well, maybe the Cubs win like 5-4. Okay. Uh, I'll say we win 4-3. Okay. I'll take a win. Finally going to be able to watch a game. So. Game two now, Marcus Stroman and Zach Wheeler. I'll say we lose three to two. Okay. I'll say the Cubs lose. Who's pitching for us again? Stroman. All right. I'll say the Cubs lose three to one. Okay. Similar score. Uh, in the final game, we have Phillies have not announced their starter, but we're throwing in Drew Smiley, so we're going to lose. That game will be on Peacock. So we're going to die. Um, the Cubs will lose 5-1. to one. I'll say we lose 7-2. to two. Okay. We lose, huh. we lose is the bottom line. Yes. Kind of weird, though. We're having two games. On it. It makes first game's Apple TV, and the last game's on Peacock. Huh. That's kind of stupid, but... Ken Griffey Jr. is the ninth highest-paid Cincinnati Red this Shit. season. He hasn't played for them since 2008. <laughs> Weird. That's actually very disappointing and sad. But it's the Reds, so we don't care. Yeah, that's true. I think the Reds in the future are going to be kind of like what the Pirates were from 1992 onward. They're just going to be like below awful. Hmm. I think the Pirates are going to get better at some point. I don't know. I don't think they're going to be good for that long. Because you know they have terrible ownership and they're a small market, so and they're they're also just not really good right now. But I just think the Reds are are in for like terrible things, unless they sell the team. But yes. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, they really don't have a good future lined up. No, they don't have a good future. They don't have a good past, present, or future. <laughs> Well, they got a fair pass. But... They have a fair pass if you want to include like 32 years ago. But... Yeah. Um, is there anything else? I don't think there is. Alright, so I guess that's it for this segment. And now we'll move on to the next one. With Jack Rose. Yes. And now for the next segment, we are bringing on MLN reporter Jack Rose. Hello, Jack. Hey, how are you guys? Good, how are you? I'm great. Thank you guys for having me on. Of course. Of course. We love having people on. Yeah. Yeah, Hopefully I'm I'm a little bit more liked than the last guy. (laughs) 
I don't, I don't think you it's already possible are. to be as disliked. <laughs> I heard that caused some problems. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Dom is an interesting we'll be character. In the future. Who most of our audience does not like. Uh, I don't even know how big our audience is. Anyway, let us get down to business. What are we talking about today? Yeah. Well, before we get into it, well, Jack, just tell everybody a little bit about yourself. What you do. I'm Jack Rose. I'm the Cubs department specialist for MLN, which is a basically a reporting company for baseball. I report all across baseball, but especially the Cubs. That's the company? MLN, yeah. Oh, MLN, okay, okay, interesting. And yes, like you said, you're the Cubs department specialist, and that's why we're having you on, because... Yep. Ties to the Cubs. Um... So, what we're going to get into here is, basically, we're just going to be talking about the trade deadline and just, like, any news you've heard about that and just anything you've heard in general about the ball club, actually, so. Well, I have um, heard that David Robertson and Wilson Contreras are as good as gone. Yeah, pretty much a guarantee now. Ian Happ, the Cubs are still debating on, but they have had some interest from teams like the New York Yankees, especially. You know, I saw an interesting tweet earlier this evening that said perhaps, even though he was dealing with some... Actually, no, that's... Well, uh, yeah, the tweet said earlier this evening, it said it wasn't by a reporter or anything, it was just someone posing this. Uh, the Cubs could theoretically trade Ian Happ and then sign Michael Conforto to that, you know, that... Yeah, pillow contract and have. I was, it ready I was thinking year. about that as well. I haven't heard anything on that, but that's very interesting. Yeah, that would be. No, I don't think it would make the team better because I don't think I don't think Conforto is ready to play until like next year. But at the same time, it's an interesting idea. Well, the teams yeah, I've heard on probably Ian be Happ- another trade deadline candidate if we were to sign. Well, the team I've the teams yeah. I've heard there on Ian Happ the most are the Yankees, actually the Astros. In, in the Tampa Bay Rays, which is very surprising, have been in recently. No, I'm not surprised about the Rays that much, but kind of. I feel like the Rays would take Conforto and make him into like someone that hits 60 home runs. I don't know, so, like a year. They do something weird. Make well, in terms league. of a trade with the Rays, we don't necessarily need one of their top prospects because they're such a always such a deep farm system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're right. Although I would prefer that the Cubs. This year, I would prefer, and I do think this is what the Cubs will do, they'll probably try to go after prospects that are not in the low levels of a farm system, like not down in A-ball. Yeah, I agree. They did that last year, and that, you know, the lower levels of the farm system are flush with talent. Yeah, uh, we have, I think we have some of the best 19, 20-year-olds in all of prospect systems. Yeah, they need they need more people like, uh, Owen Casey or people that are in like double A. So maybe yeah. this year the Cubs get back less people, but maybe they're, you know, more you know, closer to debuting. Well, one thing I wanted to say I've seen a lot of Cubs fans on Twitter with just unrealistic returns for Wilson Contreras. I can tell you now the chances of us getting a top 100 prospect for him are incredibly low. But I've yeah, heard some he people is say in that a pretty big slump. I think he's yeah. two for his last forty-four. I, I think we'll we'll see one mid, 
maybe 150 to 200 guy and then maybe another lower prospect. But I don't see any – we're not going to get some massive return that some Cubs fans are hoping for. Yeah, I did um, I did make out a few mock trades. Uh, so I, I, didn't re- I didn't recognize any of the people from those mock trades, to be honest. You want to yeah, read those mock, those mock trades? Oh, let's see. I did four of them. Which ones? Should I just do all of them? Or? You can go through all of them. All right. So first one I had was, well, I had this mock made like weeks before, but apparently the Cubs are interested in Dom Smith. Oh, yeah. I have heard a lot on that. And I made, like, I think it was the beginning of the month, I made a mock of him getting swapped from Michael Gibbons. That's, that's actually unbelievable that you've said that because that is the standing offer news right now. That it's going to be Michael Givens and one of our prospects for, for hmm. Dom Smith and one of their prospects. So it could be a prospect swap and then a swap between those two is what I'm hearing. Or it could just be a swap between the two. Uh, that'd be interesting. Like, I do either, but just depending on who the prospects are, of course. Yeah. Um, okay, so that was one of them. The next one, I had Chris Martin going to the Dodgers for one of their catchers, Jesus Gullies. Yeah, that could be realistic. I think the Dodgers are definitely in the market for relief pitching. They've heard them a little bit with the Robertson rumors, but it seems like the Mets are the favorite for them now. You know, here's and... something interesting that just occurred to me. When it comes to teams like the Dodgers or a big market team like that, like the Mets, you do wonder if perhaps the Mets and the Dodgers and other teams like that maybe aren't so eager to make trades right away because they want to see how the Juan Soto thing goes down. Because if they trade for Juan Soto, you know they're going to lose a lot of people, and they don't know who they're going to have left. And other, te- and other teams don't know, you know, who's going to be left. So yeah, that's Juan what Soto I might hold up the market a little be. bit. That's what I've been saying in some of my Twitter spaces that the, the market is completely held up by Juan Soto right now. Yeah. And it's going to stay that way until we have a verdict on if we think he's going to get traded or not. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's going to be traded. I'd say right now it's 50-50. It's just if you trade for him, you're going to end up worse than you actually I, I would were agree. before you traded for him. But right now, if I had to bet on a favor right now, I think it's the St. Louis Cardinals. You know, I want them to trade for Soto because, for one, he's going to test free agency and probably leave. Yeah, and two, they're going to get rid of all their prospects, and they won't really have And probably a good amount of major leaguers. And St. Louis isn't going to pay him. I think O'Neal is probably going to be one of the centerpieces in that deal. Another thing that's been driving me crazy on Twitter was (laughs) if Corbin's involved, it could change. But the, the mock trade people are making, I haven't seen a single one yet where they've given enough value back to the Nationals. Yeah. It's going to be realistic. Cardinals fans like, are making terrible moves. Yeah, like the Nationals. Or the Yankees and the Mets. The Mets fans especially. They think they can get Juan Soto and still have players like Jeff McNeil and, you know, still have essentially their lineup. If you trade for Juan yeah. Soto, the bottom line is is that you will likely lose one or two pieces of your starting lineup along with, like, six players from your minor league system. Exactly. You're you're not gonna like you're not gonna build this super team this year. Like the Nationals asking price 
for the Cardinals is seemingly going to be their top four prospects, plus Dylan Carlson and one of Brendan Donovan and Tyler O'Neill. Yeah, that's yeah. See, like the Cardinals would actually be worse if they did right. that. Yeah, at least that's not not why much I better. To go to the Cardinals. And then they'd never pay him. The St. Louis Cardinals don't have the budget, or probably I know that the owner. They wouldn't pay. even pay. They yeah. basically got two free years of Arenado in that deal. So, so that's why really when Cubs fans ask me, are we trading for Soto? No, it doesn't make. It'd be the dumbest thing we could do. We would destroy our future. I see people all over the Cubs Twitter timeline. You know, a bunch of Cub fans are like, "Oh, what about this for one Soto? What about this? This is a good offer." And it's like, I don't care what your offer is. Yeah, they're all terrible because they all involve. Our farm is good, but they all involve the great farm, and people are like, "That's why we could trade for them." And it's like, okay, if we trade for Juan Soto, we're going to be the Nationals. We're going to have Juan yeah. Soto and literally no one else. Because, because I can oh. guarantee you that, like, <laughs> Ian Happ or Nico is going right along with, you know, Kevin Alcantara, Owen Casey, Brennan Davis, Christian Hernandez, Caleb Killian, DJ Hurts. Because, like, all those guys are gone. All They're of them. Straight to Washington. If we and Nico this. Horner, the Nationals wouldn't even pick up the phone if it's not including Nico Horner. Yeah, so like we'd actually be worse, and then after all that hype, any team would be worse. Getting Soto for the future would be terrible. The Cubs would be so bad, and if they didn't pay him or keep him, it would they would like it would it would be terrible. Yeah. So I I don't I don't understand. I mean, you need to. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. It's, It's too much. I, I, was, I, was, I was thinking about that whole thing from, like, fan-sided or secret base where they talk about Barry Bonds' espionation, and they say, like, Barry Bonds technically could have batted 1,000 his entire career, but if pitching and world and the rest of the lineup didn't produce around him, he never would have won a game. That's essentially the situation we have here. Wants exactly. to go to the St. Louis Cardinals or the New York Yankees or the Dodgers and the Mets. He can hit 1,000. He could be the best player in the world. He could, you know, do, he could be Barry Bonds, essentially. He'd go on an absolute tear. But if you don't have a good team around him, he's just one guy, and he's not going to pitch for you, so you're still going to give up runs. He's not going to fix your team. He's not going to transform the Cubs from being what is essentially a 100-loss team or a 90-loss team this year. And yeah, like, the only thing great team next year doesn't make any sense. Exactly. The only the only team I could see doing it and I think getting better would be the San Diego Padres because they can unload their top three prospects and then just give up Abrams and Gore and they have a deal. I think. And I think they're getting better by acquiring Soto and only giving up Abrams and Gore from their MLB team. Well, Preller is known to just get rid of everybody, so. Yeah. But I think that's a realistic fit. That's only if they're willing to pay him, though. Yeah. All right. Should we get back to the box? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Contra- or I'll say Contreras. But the next one I have Ian Happ and David Robinson going to the Yankees for Hayden Wisniewski, Emerson Pereira, and Cooper Bowman. Yeah, I think that's realistic too. I don't know if the Yankees would give up quite that much, but I definitely a possibility. But just the it's total more, market, the Yankees aren't going to trade for Ian Half until they know they can't get Juan Soto. 
Yeah, I think no that kind of brings up value, perhaps value. What was that? No yeah, one's going to trade for anyone until they know that they can get one. They can't get one soda. But we yeah, are. I think that kind of um, increases Hap's market value. Yeah. Arguably, so, that could probably get us that deal. Um. Okay, now the last one I had here. <clears throat> Ahmed Contreras going to the Mariners for Levy Stout, Cade Marlowe, and Robert Perez Jr. I think that'd be a great trade for the Cubs. I agree. Even though Stout's kind of struggling right now, I think he'll be fine, but no good to trade for him while his value is kind of lowered. Well, well, my reports are that I think the favorite right now for Contreras might be the Padres. But his market is still wide open with all the yeah. Soto stuff. Uh, Marlowe, I think, could probably just be an average platoon bat, but you know, good to have those potential to break out as well. We've actually heard that the Cubs like him. Like who? Came Marlowe. Oh. Yeah, he's that is. all these guys in this trade are 22 and over. I mean, 22 and 25. No so, more 18-year-old flyers. Rel- yeah. yeah, relatively high floors, but... Well, average floors, I'd say, but that'll work for a half year of Contreras. Yeah. Um, And that's all that I had. Yeah, I think all those are realistic possibilities. Let's just... When they happen, or when something like that happens, it's going to be once we have a verdict on Soto, I think. Yeah. Um, so I guess now, just any other news that you've heard on any trades for the Cubs or well, just everything that you've heard? Where do you think Contreras is going? My best bet right now is going to be the Padres, but... Because of the Soto thing, like I said, there's just so many possible. This market is still so wide open, just like every other player's is right now. But yeah. my best, I've heard the most chatter about the Cubs and the Padres. This is so just obvious. Let's go, I remember having this discussion back in the spring. Just do this, Jed Hoyer. Wilson Contreras, trade him to the Padres. Take on the Eric Hosmer contract and demand Luis Campisano. You get rid of Contreras, you get back value for him, and you get the catcher of the future for him. It's that easy. Just do that. That's like the most obvious trade. It is obvious. Contreras goes to the Padres, they're happy. You get Campisano, feeling like the only real hole left in the Cubs farm system right now. That's it. Yeah, before the draft, I think we kind of were concerned about pitching death, but I don't think that's really a problem. Yeah, I think overall it was good, but I would have liked to go after Kevin Parada with that pick. I really think he's the second best bat in the class. But I love what we did with the later rounds. Yeah, I, Ferris is probably my favorite pitcher going into the draft. So I'm glad we got him. Yeah, I like him a lot. <clears throat> um. Okay. Uh, any other rumors for 
any other potential Cubs trades? Well, yeah, that Dom Smith speculation is very strange to me because the Cubs have been in on him a while, but nothing's really picked up. But now that he's can't hit in Triple A, is when the Cubs want him. It makes kind of odd. You know, is it? I mean, it's just kind of like a lot of players. A change of scenery can really do it for them. Like we saw with Tyler Schwarber last year. I think that's what the Cubs are hoping for. He's a low price pickup with yeah. control. Yeah. You're not going to have to pay him a lot. You're not going to have to give up much for him. To take a flyer on him and place Frank Schwindel, or Vector Curry could be in for a DFA at some point soon. Didn't you say there was talks about that? Yeah, they've had internal discussions. That'd be so sad. Yeah, so but he's pretty useless, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, hmm. All right. Did we just Any talk other... about Hap? Have we talked about Hap? Uh, a little bit, but I can go over what I've heard. What have you heard? I've heard the Cubs have still not made a decision on him. They're just going to weigh out their offers. But it's I think it's like 50-50 right now with the market looking like Yankees, Astros, Rays, as I've said earlier. But I think there could be some other surprise teams in there, like even maybe the Atlanta Braves. Padres would probably. And Padres, I've heard, I heard that earlier, but that's shut down a little recently. But hey, if you can, what I've heard a little bit is if you can package Contreras and Half, and if that helps you get Luis Campusano, that helps you secure him, I think you got to do it. Yeah, I mean, the Cubs system, they just went like all out with pitching. Um,. They needed pitching. They got pitching in the draft. They have outfield prospects. They did. In their top 10. They, they did have infield prospects. In pitching. They, I mean, all they need is a catcher. You know, they had Amaya. He's hurt. He's making a comeback, but he's not as reliable as he once was. So they just need catching. Luis Capusano fits that mold. That fills that hole perfectly. Done. We did. We did draft a catcher. He is. I'm not sure about his defensive abilities, but I think he's one of the better D2 hitters. Because he hit in 163 college games, he hit 75 homers. That's, That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. But um, if you want me to discuss maybe the Cubs free agency next offseason a little bit, we can go over that. Oh, uh, they already started talking about it. Yep, it's all over the place. I guess it wouldn't hurt to talk about it now and come back to it at the offseason. Well, the Cubs will be in on the shortstop market, and I think they'll get one of them for what I've sounded. And they prefer Xander Bogarts, actually, over Correa and Turner in terms of price and value. Which I don't know. I don't don't want Turner Bogarts to take over short. That's the problem. But they're probably only going to sign here if they're promised that they will play shortstop. And that's the problem because we have a tough three defensive shortstop. Yeah, and um, the only one that I could really see willingly move to second base would be Turner. Yeah, I could see that. But Bogarts is, I don't know, (laughs) that was... And he's been an average defender this year, but years prior, he's been, like, the worst defender in all of baseball. So, like, 
I mean, I suppose mm. worst case scenario, you could put cornerback at second, but just you really, I really don't want short. Yeah, I'd rather just keep him there. I would too. Above average hitter with elite defense. And another guy for it is Carlos Rodon. He's going to opt out of his deal. That's pretty much official. They're now. in on him. Cubs will be in on him, but he's going to ask for a massive payday. I was really hoping they'd sign him last season. Like, he was my number one target. Yeah. Who was? Correa? Rodon. Rodon? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that was tough. He would have been nice to have, especially with the year he's having. Do you know his yeah. age? Uh, is it 29? Because the type of things I've heard is he's going to get a absolute payday. He's going to want somewhere course of six years, 30 to 35 AAV. He could be looking at close to a $200 million deal from what I've heard. Maybe if you include like a vesting option. Yeah. Is that all they really talked about as far as free agency? Those are far yeah. the big guys. But there will be well, some fill-in signings. They keep saying, like, you know, I keep reading these reports, like, yeah, the Cubs are going to spend this offseason. And it's like, man, I sure hope so. I sure hope so. I mean, uh, I like, this is a whole discussion, but heading into this year, I don't think anyone really – I think I think people thought – Okay, the Cubs aren't going to be in it. The Cubs are going to be bad. If everything breaks right, the Cubs will be good. And they will be in, like, third or perhaps even second in the NL Central because it's a weak division. I think that's what people thought. Best case scenario, everything breaks right. Cubs are in second. They're competing for, like, one of the wildcard spots. People thought the floor of the team was, like, 75 wins kind of like last year, you know, they have Stroman, they have Suzuki, they made some additions, so, you know, didn't lose anyone of note, so they should win a few more games. That is not the case at all. Not at all. The, the team is, are like, the team is horrendous. Pace, the Cubs are on pace to lose 100 games, which would be, I think, only the fourth time they've ever lost 100 games in history. And I think most people in the front office probably didn't expect the team to be this bad. Exactly. And, so when, and when people are just like, going to be pissed. It's going to take a miracle for the Cubs not to lose 100 games because they're going to lose Contreras and Robertson and more at the deadline. Exactly. So if you lose 100 games, you got to get out there and, like, fulfill your promise. I sure hope so. Like, you know, okay, we're going to spend. I really, really hope you back that up because... This has been kind of a terrible year. Yeah. Yeah. But when, when guys like, I don't want to call anyone out, but like Dom go out and say that they lied to oh, us. Oh, I'd, I'd not, gladly call them out. That's not true. They didn't lie to us. They were, I think the front office expected 70 to 80 wins this year. They made, they made additions. They made some signings. They didn't spend more than a lot of teams, but they, they spent good money for a rebuilding or retooling team. So what, after yeah. spending that money, not I don't think the front office even expected to be nearly this bad. So I, I don't blame it on them. I think the team's going in the right direction. Yep, it's all about the future. People are just too stuck up with what's happening right now. 
Exactly. Like, is it horrible to watch right now? Yes, this is embarrassing. But is it is there really anyone to blame for it? I don't necessarily think so, Carl. Yeah, I don't really think anybody would expect us to be this bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then people are all upset. Like, didn't you say the team was going to contend? And I think if Jed Hoyer could hear them, he'd probably say, well, I mean, we kind of thought if anything broke right, they would, but... Has any G- guys, I don't think we. I don't think even they expected the team to be this bad. Has any GM ever said before a season we're not going to contend this year? And the answer Hugh is. Hugh no. Epstein said it in 2011. He said the Cubs will stink for a long time, but you have to stay with us. But he's a special case, and people yeah. have gotten used to that over the years, which is their own damn fault because now they just expect mm-hmm. Jed Hoyer to tell them the exact same thing. And Hoyer is not going to do that, and has no obligation to do that. So yeah, Theo Epstein is the only GM that I can remember or know of that has actually gotten in front of the fans and the press and said the team sucks and will suck for a while. Hang in there. Yeah. And then he's just gone off and done his thing. But it's rare, very rare. It's extremely rare because that's very bad for PR. You want to get the team, you want to get the fans excited and into it, and also the owners are kind of like, hey, get people in the seats. So you tell the fans, well, you might have a shot. You know, who knows? We'll see. In, in the whole know, argument, we'll contend that... to a level. You don't tell them what level. You just say that we'll contend. And then when this happens, well, then you don't say anything. And the whole argument that we have the most expensive experience is true. So when we get good and we have the tools to win, if we're not spending as a top three spender when we're good, that's a problem. But no one spends as a top three spender when you have a 65-win roster. That's just stupid. Yeah. You you agree? I, I do yeah. agree, yeah. You spend when you think you can spend to make your team better and contend for a World according, Series. According to Dom, you spend whenever you can. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> make any sense. That's not logic. It's not logical, no. I mean, alright, yeah, okay. Here, I have a, I have a scenario. Let's say that you spend money this offseason. Sign Devers, Bogarts, and Kershaw for fun. You sign the three of those guys. Kershaw isn't going to cost as much as he would have a few years ago, but Devers and Bogarts, especially Devers, who is probably going to get close, if not over, $300 million this offseason. That's going to be a huge chunk of change to only three guys, and only one of them is a pitcher. The Cubs sign those guys, yes, they will get a lot of production. They'll get good pitching, hopefully, from Clayton Kershaw every five days. And they'll get production from Devers and Bogarts, who are two people out of nine in the lineup. The Cubs will still be bad. It's, yeah. and, the, and their payroll will be increased by just millions of dollars. Like, they're, they're going to spend all this money and still be bad? We need we need what to wait to these spend. Guys don't perform. Then you're stuck with these dead contracts. Yep. And then you have like no flexibility when your prospects start coming up. So yeah. We need to wait to spend until we have Brennan Davis, Pete Crow Armstrong, along with Horner and whoever we would sign. We need the prospects to get here first before we just buy, buy, buy and have nothing to pair them with and have a dead roster. I mean, you'd think that's common sense, but that's not. Very common in Cubs fan base. So, yeah. 
I mean, our fan base is very passionate. Some, some are knowledgeable and some are just total idiots. But... Dumb. <laughs> Dumb. We're going to get him back into the Twitter space, I think, and throw stuff at him. That would be interesting. You know, I think last time Dom was on the podcast, he said something to the effect of you could sign these people in the offseason and then trade them at the deadline. What? Or, yeah, it was like that. He like he didn't say that exact thing, but that was kind of the idea he was pushing or something like that, if I remember correctly, which doesn't make any sense at all. Because if the Cubs did that, if they signed people and then just immediately traded them next year, it would be like, like, like that would make Dom very upset. Yeah. And also that would be very pointless. And and, and those who you don't sign it. people to trade them. Exactly. You sign people because you need them to help you win. And those who I understand being sen- sentimental about Contreras leaving, it'll be sad. But those who think it's not a good idea to trade him are completely idiotic. I mean. It's the only thing you can do right now. If you don't trade them, you're setting yourself up poorly. Now you got to love the people that are like, oh, I understand why we need to trade Contreras, but at the same time, why would you not at least give him money? It's like, well, well then <laughs> you don't understand. You don't understand. That's you know? exactly what Don said the other day. Yeah, it's like, well, then you don't get it. It's just, I understand what they're doing. And then it's like, no, you don't. There's clearly some part of you that doesn't understand. If Dom it, was still running, the, if Dom ran the team, he would immediately bring back all the core players. <laughs> even though, even though he says, "Oh yeah, I understand that we had to move on," he'd do it in a minute. But he would, he wouldn't hesitate. He'd be the first to reach out to all. Of them. If we didn't, he'd, he and he'd give them like Bryce Harper money. And if if we didn't trade Contreras before August second, I would be extremely disappointed. Not because I don't love him, but it's for the best. We have to do it. You know what I'm mm. saying? Yeah. yeah we did if we the didn't trade Contreras, I'd be really upset. Because it'd be like, well, then you got nothing for him, and now he's leaving at the end of the year. Oh, yeah, he Unless is he leaving. He's going to leave. Yeah, he, he, he'll leave and go somewhere and be non-clutch. That's <laughs> what he'll do. Yep. Yeah. I want Don't popcorn. Popcorn is good. Should get some. I'm not going to, because we're doing something right now. Uh, so, what else is there? Uh, how about some... Uh, let's see. Just any other news within the organization, like you'd mentioned Ross and Hayward. Oh, yeah, they have had internal discussions about the future of Ross. I didn't... It wouldn't shock me if he'd gone after the season. Well, he just signed a five-year extension. Yeah, I know, but I hope the I hope he gets the Rick Renteria treatment. Cubs fire him when they're like this close to making the jump to a contender, and they hire like someone actually good. <laughs> David Ross is not good. Now, thinking about it, I think David Ross has probably done as good as you can, as good as you can do with a horrible team like this. Yeah. Keeping the players motivated and happy. However, when they start to contend, no. Not going to cut it. I agree. I mean, I Hopefully think they a... get, become so good where it's like, you know, the manager doesn't matter. Kind of like the Dodgers or the Yankees. But I don't think that's going to happen. 
and it's all just internal startup right now, but I think there's probably more than 50% chance that he's still there next season, but I have heard some dust-up Who could the Cubs that... trade next year? What? Um, I'm just thinking, like, are they going to do this them? next year, too? Like, they'll have half. Is that it? Um, unless they try to trade Strowman if he has a good year. Oh, yeah, they could. You're right. And just Although any that's, other, not gonna, uh... that's not going to be painful. They'll Don't trade be. Strowman if they do. They'll trade him and people will be like, oh, cool. You guys, you guys like Marcus Strowman? I do. I wish he wouldn't open his mouth so much. <laughs> yeah, I pray he's a little bit of a pitch. problem. Like, dude, stop ripping the Mets on Twitter and actually worry about pitching. It's been up and down this year. Every time he has a bad start, it's like... Everyone's always so happy about it. Yeah, oh, it's definitely yeah. interesting. Hey, you, you said that. Hayward, let's move on to him. You said that Ross said he's going to start no matter what. What? Who? Hayward. Yeah, what about him starting? Well, Jack said that Ross said he's going to start him no matter what. Well, he hasn't played in like three weeks. Well, that's because he's hurt. Yes. Yeah, but Ross he's for he's two years. Ross still likes Hayward as a starter and right. Nobody on it's, it's so dumb. Which is ridiculous. He sucks. He's but bad. That's, that's... I think we knew that about seven years ago. Six. And that's a prime example of why you can't just spend money. I was like, yeah, I think we're kind of more lenient with these long contracts now after how Hayward turned out. No, I, I don't think that's it. I think the Cubs are just not ready to spend long term. I, I think it's that simple. Oh, uh, also, have you heard anything about Joe Musgrove? Possibly. In terms oh, of he might what? sign an extension with the Padres, is what I heard. I've heard that the Potters are making him a priority, but here's the thing. If they do trade for Soto, and they also possibly have Corbin on their books, that's Musgrove's going to walk. And some teams I've heard that could be interested, I actually have not heard the Cubs. I've heard the Dodgers. I haven't heard much with the Cubs interested in Musgrove. I heard it, they prefer Rodon. But... Is there any other pitchers the Cubs are interested in besides Rodon? I... I've not heard any other currently for the free agent market. Probably Daniel Norris. Who? Daniel Norris. Daniel oh Norris. my gosh. Wonderful man. He's horrible. But I, I do think the Cubs will go after another pitcher in the offseason, whether it's Rodon or someone else. Good. Who's someone you guys would like? Musgrove. I don't really know of anybody else that is on the market. Yeah, I only know those two, but I've obviously wanted to go on since last year, but I'll take either. But other than that, I really don't know any other pitchers on the market. Maybe they could throw a waiver on someone. I guess kind of like Miley. Yeah. I don't think we'll compete next season. So. 
No. I don't think we'll start competing until 25. I agree. 2024 could be like 2015 where everything comes together early, but yeah, 2025 sounds about right to me. I would agree. Just trying to think of like Owen Casey and those guys. Development timeline. They keep developing at this rate. Yeah, 2024 could work out easily, but yeah. My my biggest question right now is what we're going to do with all the outfielders. We got Alcantara, Brennan Davis, Seiya Suzuki, PCA, well, and Owen Casey. That's some five of them outfielders. can be traded and probably will be traded for bigger pieces down the line. That's true. Some of them might not work out. We'll see. Like Brennan Davis, who knows? I actually think PCA, I have them in my rankings higher right now. Yeah, I've seen that in some people's uh, lists. So, yeah. I guess everyone else is done. Yeah. Is there anything else you guys want me to talk about? Hmm. I don't know. Do we have everything else? Anything else? Uh, If that's all the Cubs news that you know of right now, I guess we'll be done. But if there's anything else you know, we, you can say it. Let me run through see if there's anything else I can remember. Okay. While he's looking, I guess we'll. Oh my god. What is this? What is what? He left. He left? Did he go through the safari? I'm back. I don't know what happened. He's back. Oh my god. Alright. <laughs> yeah, and this app is annoying. This app sucks. It sucks so much. Hopefully we get that fifteen dollars soon so we can just cash out and leave. Okay, so what were you saying? Oh, I was gonna run through anything else I can remember. I mean look. Alright. Is he leaving again? Yeah. Man. Come back, sir. Why is this happening? What's happening? Why are we doing this? It sucks. You just do what MLB Nerds does and have a space. I wish there was a way to just record your space. Well, I bet you can. Oh, he's back! This, this, he's back. This app stinks. He's back. He's back. We have to keep these parts in the episode so people laugh. He's back. Back for so, another 15 I, seconds. I think the, the Cubs' main focus right now is, is actually Dom Smith. I think they actually really want to do that, what I've heard. Really? What do you guys think about that? I think... I, mean, why, I, made, the, I made that mock trade at the beginning of the Why would we want him? He sucks. I, I know, but he's controllable and low risk. But he's low reward. That is also true. So he's like Frank Schwindel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, possibility of a breakout is there. So, again, yes. the change of scenery. It's an interesting it. swing. That's about it. 
But yeah, I don't, I don't. The Cubs have been pretty dead in terms of actually making moves. Yeah. But I think they're just listening to offers right now, like a Travis. Been dead on the field too. Half. Oh, you think any trades will get done before August second? Before August second? Yes. In terms of the Cubs or the MLB? Cubs. Like Hap or Contreras? I, or I think Austin. Contreras is most likely to happen first. I think there's a possibility it happens in the next week or two. Or not week or two, next week. Next week? It's possible. But it will definitely be gone by the deadline. I just don't, just the market is so weird right now that it's really hard to tell what day. Um. So Monday and Tuesday are the last... Are the last games at Wrigley Field before the deadline against the Pirates. So, you think they just give them that last series in Wrigley and send them off? Yeah, I think that's a possibility. It just depends on when they have the deal they like. For all we know, they could have a deal right now they haven't told us about. Yeah, they could. I feel like I would have heard about it, but possible. It's internal. Hmm. But yeah, um, big thing right now is just Juan Soto is holding up the market. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. I don't think we'll see any trades that were as early as Jock Peterson, but. All right, well, uh, anything else that we can think of to talk about in terms of the Cubs? We have any other Cubs questions? I don't think so. I don't have any more. I think we covered a lot, Pretty but as... what? I've got it. You answered all my questions. I think as the deadline gets closer, I'll know a lot more. So if you guys want to have me on again, closer to the deadline day, then I think it'd be beneficial. Okay. So let us know whenever you have any big news. Yeah, I think by then we'll have some big insights. I think so. What? I would think so. Yeah. We're kind of just waiting for the Soto market, but we did get that word the other day. I think it was yesterday that the Giants watching the record could deal Carlos Rodon. That's basically the last year of his deal. He's going to opt out. Okay. I have nothing else to add. Yeah, I've got... Everything answered. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, thank you for coming yeah. on, Jack. Yep, let me. I'm well I'm willing to come back at some point closer to the deadline if you guys want. Sure. Yeah, we um, can do that. Then there's more news. Yeah. All right. See ya. All right. Oh, uh, thanks for coming Peace. on. Yep. Okay, is he gone? He's gone. Okay, so. That is all we have for this episode. Um, let's see. Next one will be after this Philly series. So Sunday or Monday, one of those two days. But until then, we will sign off. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Goodbye.